Welcome to Biblical Christian Worldview's Selective Article Podcast. So let's get started. Today's podcast is entitled, Controversial Dive into Loving God and Loving Our Neighbor. When Jesus offers the command to love our neighbor as ourselves, he's not only asking us to be kind to others, he's also reminding us of our selfishness. In reference to Mark 12, 30 and following, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Does anyone really believe we can love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength? As born-again believers, we remain sinners, yet saved by God's grace. There's nothing we can do that fully consumes every aspect of our being, even loving God. This verse is offered by God as an unobtainable goal or direction in our lives. The goal is to be so intimate with him that we continually move closer and closer to an all-consuming love, not based on all the ministries we're involved in or the number of days we are at church, but instead focused on a relationship with the creator of the universe, recognizing that we also need to accept that we will never get fully to that point on this side of the grave. I've often wondered about the phrasing, quote, love your neighbor as yourself. Of all New Testament and perhaps the whole Bible, God places loving him first and our fellowship with man second as the two greatest commandments for the believer. Interestingly, however, unlike loving him, he puts limits on loving our neighbor. God defines it only to the degree we love ourselves. This seems to suggest a much deeper theological point than just a command to care for others. Within the verse, there's a clear admission that man is steeped in pride, which is a sin. Proverbs 16, 18. Beyond the obvious, which most theologians focus on, which is to love others, his mandate also draws attention to our selfish sin nature, which needs to be redirected outward toward others. It also speaks to the reality that the extent of our love toward others is perhaps even more limited than our love toward him, since so often we find it hard to even love ourselves. So in the first verse, God gives us a goal we cannot achieve toward him, and in the second verse, he gives us a command that recognizes our selfishness which stunts our capacity to love. For the believer, there seems to be an ability to love God more than to love man. For the deconstructionist who chooses to only focus on the second command, ignoring the first, there seems to be an admission of a pride-based limitation toward loving our neighbor only to the degree we can love ourselves. By combining these two greatest commandments to love God and to love our neighbor while adding the caveat that man's love is limited, it should remind us of the contrast between our anemic capacity versus God's infinite capacity 
in the most important of attributes. God, in and through the Holy Spirit, can draw us into a greater love toward Him as the first step in setting aside our pride-based love of ourselves and the underlying motivation toward loving others. After all, God is love, 1 John 4, 8, and when presented with His definition, we clearly fall short, but still see the target to point toward. 1 Corinthians 13.4 and following, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. God bless you as you serve him today. Today's podcast article was brought to you by bcworldview.org, providing honest reporting and analysis on the intersection of contemporary issues and theology based on a biblical Christian worldview. May God bless you as you continue to walk through this life with our Savior and Lord. Mm-hmm.